Hello and welcome to the Centre for Entrepreneurs podcast series. The Centre for Entrepreneurs, home of the NEF Fast Track programme, is a leading entrepreneurial foundation. We support the entrepreneurial doers and makers who change lives and grow Britain. My name is Laura Campbell. Join me in this podcast series as I talk to the brightest and best of the entrepreneurial community. I am joined today with Anna Cameron, founder of Babysitters Of and product manager at Work For Good Limited. Anna is NEF Fast Track class of 2015. So Anna, welcome. Hello. We're very lucky to have you here with us today. Thank you for giving up your time. No problem. Got a lot of questions that I want to ask you. Fire away. So first of all, you did NEF in 2015. Yes. What have you done since 2015? And more importantly, why did you choose to set up your business recently? Um, well, since 2015, or actually previously to joining um, the NEF programme, I was running a babysitting business that was at the time called Babysitters of Kensington and Chelsea. So I started that business in 2010, and I'm still running it uh, 10 years later, which is crazy that this year is our 10-year anniversary. Congratulations. Thank you. It's also ours, as well, you know, yeah, exactly. Centre for Entrepreneurs 10th anniversary at the same time. Very good timing. Um, so I started the business because I had graduated from university in 2008. Um, I was babysitting for local families um, as a way to kind of earn extra money while I was in my first few jobs. And I spotted a problem in that parents are paying me in cash and I knew that was inconvenient for them because they didn't want to get out cash on the cash machine on their way home. And it was inconvenient for me because I didn't want to have cash in my wallet, I would just spend it straight away. Um, so my thought process was there should be an online babysitter booking platform. Um, and I feel really lucky in that I literally just spotted an opportunity and I felt like I could be someone to solve it. Um, and I know that a lot of people are interested in starting their own business, but they don't have an idea. And to be honest, if I didn't have the babysitting business, I think I'd struggle to think, oh, what would I like to do as a business? Um, and I know that you can brainstorm ideas and sort of try and spot trends in the market. But I think coming at it from a personal perspective, um, it was incredibly valuable and it is incredibly valuable. So that's how I started it and why, I suppose. Fantastic. And so you've been running this business now um, alongside also working for Work For Good. Mm. Is it uh, something that you still enjoy doing and is it manageable? Yeah, absolutely. I really enjoy the combination of both actually because I have babysitters which I do three days a week um, but all of the team that we work with are remote. So our babysitter recruiters, our developers and designers, anyone we work with on social media, everyone works remotely. So to have the combination of uh, Work For Good where I go into their office and I sit with them two days a week it's just great on a personal level to have sort of that interaction with the team. I also feel very much in a stage where I'm wanting to learn from other people and you do that by working sort of alongside others and not being the boss of your company. Um, and it, you know, the way Babes is set up, it means that I can run the business without you know, having to be on it all day, every day um, and still progress it in the way I want to, which means opening in new cities and sort of thinking of new product ideas and constantly improving the service in, in ways that we can. Fantastic. Well, uh, how did the NEF Fast Track programme help you to reach your entrepreneurial ambitions? Why did you do NEF Fast Track? Hmm. Um, I heard about NEF Fast Track through um, a friend that I was at university with. He put something on LinkedIn and said, I've just completed this programme. It's fantastic. If anyone wants to speak about it, I'm happy to meet up. Um, and the more I went along with the process, the more I realised how much something like this would be beneficial to me because my dad has his own business and I could sort of see what it was like from his perspective. But at the time, none of my friends were working for themselves. I didn't really have anyone to bounce ideas off who were sort of also doing a similar thing to me. 
Um, and I think the network, I know a lot of people say that the network for NEF is for me what has been so valuable to meet, you know, for my cohort, I think there were 30 of us who all had the same ambitions, all have the same drive, all have the same interests in startups and tech. Um, and to kind of meet 30 other people who are just like me was a real eye-opener and fantastic. Well, I'm really pleased to hear that. Mm-hmm. And in terms of you uh, as a female, um, of course, you've agreed today to speak at our uh, Why We Need More Female Founders event. Yeah. So I want to ask you, as a female founder, um, what things have you, what challenges and also what benefits have you faced in, in terms of your entrepreneurialism? Yeah, I think, interestingly, I was, I was trying to think about this. I don't know if I personally have suffered from being female in any way along along the way. I think um, perhaps from a babysitting perspective, it's useful that I'm female because I, I often speak to mothers. Those are my sort of our primary customer. Um, and I think they can relate to me as a female, even though I don't have children. Um, that's probably been easier than being male, perhaps. Um, I don't, I mean, running a business is really hard. Doing sort of, you don't know what you're doing. You've never done it before. Every single problem you face is something you haven't faced before. Um, and especially with a babysitting business where you need to put in quite a lot of your personality and it feels very personal as a service and it has to be personal as a service because it's such a sensitive sector. Um, the flip side of that means that if something goes wrong, it feels very personal to you. It is personal to you because you've created that service. Um, and that requires a huge amount of resilience, but I'm not sure if that's necessarily a sort of female versus male trait. Um, so. Yeah, I think, you know, I also haven't gone down the route where I wanted to raise, you know, huge rounds of funding from VCs and grow ridiculously quickly and then exit ridiculously quickly. And I've sort of done it in my way. And perhaps if I'd done the sort of more traditional tech VC funding round, I would have faced more problems. Um, But yeah, personally, I haven't really. Okay. Um, Would you say that you've had any benefits that potentially you wouldn't have had if you weren't a female? I suppose, you know, thinking about speaking to our customers, speaking to mothers, it's definitely been beneficial to be female. Sure. Um, I suppose you get a platform on, you know, events like this where you can talk about being a female in, as an entrepreneur or in the tech space. Um, and I maybe wouldn't have that if I was male. I don't know there are many panels that yeah. talk about how, what it's like to be male. Yeah. Um, and, you know, I think there is a camaraderie with females in general, if you meet another girl or, you know, another female running her own business. You do sort of gravitate towards them. I suppose I probably would be more inclined to support sure. another woman, um, and you know, female relationships in general, I think, are, are incredibly valuable. Do you do you think there is really even a necessary purpose to having this whole gender debate? Mm. Do you think really we should just be? I mean, because at NEF Fast Track, as you know, we're really keen on just promoting, you know, entrepreneurs who are resilient, who are strong, who mm. are. Um, you know, want to grow businesses, have the talent, the drive, the ambition, yeah. and that little factor that other people don't necessarily have, mm. you know, that shows the entrepreneurial vision. Yeah. So I want to say to you, you know, would you say that the gender debate really is not essential anymore? Because we shouldn't really be asking why we need more female or why we need male male or less male or more male or more, mm. less women, you know, whatever. It should just be why we need more entrepreneurs. Yeah, yeah. I think that's true. The, the reality, I suppose, is that unless there's 50% of women in leadership roles in tech or startup jobs or unless there's sort of 50% of people on courses like the NEF Fast Track or at least apply, applying for the NEF Fast Track, there is still a problem. Um, I don't really see starting our own business or being an entrepreneur as a male role, so it should be equal. 
Um, and so it's in not, that way, yeah, exactly. And it's I mean, not, it's only one in five. Exactly. So I mean, in that way, for sure, equal. yeah, we still need to be having the conversation. But in terms of reasons why, fortunately or unfortunately, I think it just comes down to confidence. I think it comes down to females having an idea and thinking, I'm the best person to do this, as opposed to I've got an idea, but I'm probably not the best person to do this. There's someone much better qualified to me than me. And that's why they don't do it, because genuinely that's the only reason I think that there aren't equal male and females starting their own business. Okay. It's confidence. You think it's confidence? Yeah. Well, well why are, would you, are you then claiming that women are less confident than men? Mm, yeah, I think they are. I think men seem to have this amazing, and like, I wish I had it as well, ability to back themselves and think, yes, I can do this. Um, and I remember reading somewhere that men often will apply for roles that are more senior than their level yeah, because they just have that confidence sure. they can do it whereas women apply for jobs who are at, at the same level or not because they don't want to look like they're faking it or, yeah. or sort of perceived to be um, I don't know bigging themselves up as something they aren't but it's um, this bias isn't it I mean I, I don't know if you read this recently but they say that there's this performance bias um, so um, recently uh, published well, about three years ago um, one of the uh, founders of um, Planet Organic mm. pointed out that she had read a, a debate about uh, performance bias and basically she said that women tend to underestimate their own performance and men tend to overestimate their performance mm. um, and women uh, tend to give themselves less credit for their achievements and men are more likely to give themselves credit for their achievements yeah. and women are more likely to blame themselves for their mistakes mm. so it's not necessarily um as such as a uh, necessarily whether or not it's confidence and stuff it's just as underwritten biases do you think that's the case yeah i do um but i wonder if that underwritten bias does come from confidence because there are enough women saying this is not my fault i am good enough for this you know in whatever way and i and you know there's you definitely have a point in that where where do women learn this bias from and at what age and what can we do to undo it um, but I think if women were able to push past that, and certainly I rely on the male friends that I have in my life or male colleagues, if I'm sort of writing a bio for myself or anything where I have to promote myself, I'll get a man to read through it. And more often than not, they'll say, you're downplaying your achievements, you're downplaying who you are. You need to say X, Y, Z, which I would think was sort of on the cusp of, well, I don't know if that's quite true. Sure. And they would say, no, it's, it's true if you say it's true. Do you also think that there's a lot of this? I mean, you must face this a lot with babysitters now that there's mm. a, almost a maternal bias where mm. people assume that women who have children are yeah. less capable and more um, more incompetent, yeah. you know, break and things like that, and, you know, baby head and all this, yeah. all this rubbish. Do you think that definitely stops women getting into business? I think, um, yes, I would say that's true of my friends thinking about them coming back from maternity leave and going back to work. It's a strange thing that having a baby um, is, is, should make you feel so much more confident in so many ways because you've given birth to something with no manual of how to look after it. You've managed to keep it alive for a year um, and you know hopefully it's healthy and thriving. You should be going back to work thinking I'm absolutely amazing and yet most women are going back to work thinking I don't know if I can do this anymore. I've been out of the sure. workplace. Does my job still exist? Can I still remember how to do it? Am I still worth anything more than staying at home looking after yeah. my child? But um, it's interesting actually if we look at, I mean, of course the NEF Fast Track tends to be a much mm. younger audience. Mm. But of course, I mean, entrepreneurship doesn't stop when you get to 30 or doesn't stop when you get to 35. It yeah. continues on. So my, you know, 
uh, and with the average uh, age of a successful business being 45, mm. um, as Jack Elton pointed out in an earlier podcast, yeah. my point being to you would be, you know, entrepreneurial doesn't stop as you get older. It's something that an innate part of you mm. and c- should carry on. So my question to you would be, you know, if if as a founder, do you, do you, would you ever find that matern- any maternal bias thing would stop you? Would you let it? Uh, I personally wouldn't let it because I feel, if, especially if you're running your own business, you have the control and that's powerful. You can then dictate your maternity leave terms, how long you're on maternity leave for, what you're doing with your child, your schedule, everything. And that's definitely something I love about running my business is that I'm accountable to myself. Um, but I can imagine for people working in um, larger tech companies, that, that would for sure be a problem. And it, it certainly becomes a problem in my opinion, at leadership level. We don't see enough women as leaders. And I think that's because the trajectory of women being able to get to that position mm. when they are thinking about having a, ch- a child or starting a family isn't viable. And until we change the conversation around what happens when women do want to have a baby and maternity versus paternity leave and sort of sharing childcare, that isn't going to shift quickly enough. And that's very true. Because, I mean, I do look at a lot of uh, the people who are in NEF Fast Track mm. and I look at a lot of the the female founders out there yeah. and interestingly enough the majority of them don't have children mm. and so there is that bias still there so perhaps it's it, the discussion shouldn't be why or not we don't have enough female founders why we don't have enough mother founders yeah no, that's or, true. or parental founders yeah that's true um, because i mean it doesn't stop men no exactly i think it i think it comes from sort of leadership characteristics which goes back to what we were talking about earlier with confidence um and until we start to sort of change the stereotype of what it means to be a leader to sort of more, I don't want to say Open. female friendly, but kind of the, the characteristics we think of are quite stereotypically male. You know, you're direct, your emails can't, can only be one line, you're sort of, you're yeah. time poor, you don't want to sort of lend your help to someone else. And, and that definitely doesn't appeal to me as someone who'd want to be in, in female or isn't female leadership. True. Um, so until we change that, you're resilient. You're strong. You're. Um, it's almost almost elitist, isn't it? You're yeah. you're you're risk averse. All these kind of yeah. things, um, but, and they they do sort of speak to men. And until we sort of find leadership sure. or leaders that speak to other females, you're not going to have women wanting to aim for that position. And if you don't have women wanting to aim for that position, then the conversation around what happens when you do want to be a female leader isn't going to be as relevant. Sure. Um, you so see, because I totally agree with you there. And I, I also think that when we're talking about this, that um, that that's what I like about an EF Fast Track, because it doesn't say you have to be, you know, it doesn't say, why aren't you the top Oxbridge candidate with mm. X, you know, mirror. It says, do you have the drive and ambition? Do you have the, do you have, do you want to grow a business? Mm. Yeah. And drive and ambition doesn't necessarily mean st- strength and it could be ambition could be something like i just want to find a problem and solve it yeah it says it in the end when it talks to when you're talking to your entrepreneurs we're talking to entrepreneurs we recruit based upon personality based upon experiences based upon some little thing in you that shows that you had that entrepreneurial vision mm. i mean and that is regardless of you know where you come from where what you've done it's it's, it's all about you know you yeah and that's what I like about it, because the NEF, and that's that fostering that environment of positive, positive and positivity that leads on to even mm. positive action. Yeah, exactly. So it's it's an ongoing an ongoing debate, and that's something I really promote. Yeah, no, that's true. So, um, in terms of your own business, um, what are your entrepreneurial visions? 
I well, I'm definitely not done with babysitters off, which is interesting because another ten, 10 years. years. Yeah, exactly, another ten years. I mean, to me, there are so many more cities I'd love to go to. There are sort of other elements I think you could tag onto the business and to enter the brand. You definitely um, needed. Yeah, I exactly. can tell you right now, I have a lot of aunts and uncles, a lot of friends who have young babies. And you know, they're always whinging about it. It's, mm. it's, there's a need. There's a, yeah. there's a marketplace. Oh, for sure. Yeah. No one's no one solved the problem, let alone me. So I would like to continue solving that. Um, no and one solved, what's they saying? No one saves the problem like Maria. Except swap in. Sorry, sound of music reference. Oh yeah. Why not? Why yeah, not? a little bit of sound of music <laughs> reference. Um, but I think I would always uh, see myself running a service-based business. Yeah. Um, I really can't imagine a time where I don't have a business. Yeah. or some kind of you know income that I'm generating for myself. I yeah. love running a business. Yeah. I would never, you know, if, if someone talks about doing something for themselves, I would always say absolutely go for it. It is Why? the most exciting, rewarding, you know, fulfilling thing that I do in my spare time, or not in my spare time, with my time. Yeah. Um, and I absolutely love the opportunities that's brought. I love the opportunity the people I've met through it. Yeah. Um, it's a great, it's a great thing to have. Well, I, I can't say, you know, how do you solve a problem? Like, I can't even say, I can't put the Maria bit and start saying, <laughs> how can you solve a problem like Anna? Well, I don't know, logically. Log it. Logically <laughs> and uh, with a bit of, with a bit of babysitters of. Exactly. Yeah. Yes. So all I can say is, um, so you, you, your ambition is to keep growing the business. Mm -hmm. You'd say to anyone who's out there, do you have fast track? Oh, for sure. Yeah. I don't think anyone would ever grow at doing NEF for sure. Why? Um, the people you meet, the opportunities it brings you, it's really good fun. Um, yeah. And I think from talking about the confidence, I don't think NEF could not instill more confidence in, in yourself. So do NEF so that you get the confidence, yeah. so that you get the skill, you get the friends, the mm -hmm. people, the ecosystem to drive that entrepreneurial spark inside you. Yeah, you've articulated it in exactly the way I wish I had. Uh, so how do you solve a problem? You solve a problem like Anna and Babes This Is Now. Thank you so much for listening to us, talking to us even today. And um, to all our listeners out there, thank you for listening. And uh, if you would like to join the NEF Fast Track Programme, do not hesitate, but press that apply button and apply for NEF Fast Track 2021 or 2022 or 2023 or whenever you want to reach your entrepreneurial vision. We'll be there. It's our 10th year running and we have every intention to keep going and to keep inspiring and motivating all the wannabe entrepreneurs out there to become those entrepreneurs that are necessary to fix the world. If you've enjoyed listening to this podcast and think you have an entrepreneurial backbone, why not join our NEF Fast Track programme? Have a look at our website and social media for updates on this. If you wish to become a partner company or join the entrepreneurial ecosystem, why not come to one of our events? We very much look forward to meeting you.